0: what are you actually doing in the moments that you're procrastinating and how is it serving you, right? And if you didn't procrastinate and you got that stuff done even though you didn't wanna do it, what else would open up for you? If you get that done, now what can you go do? So again, finding that motivation. So the motivation, even if it's not the actual work, well, if you get the work done, then what is motivating you that you can now go do? And so sometimes it's just shifting the mindset a little bit there.
1: Welcome to leveling up where you'll learn from leading experts in talent development and explore how leaders and some of the world's most successful businesses approach employee development, manager training, and more. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So you never miss an episode. You can also listen on our website at levelingup.co leveling up is made possible by Marlo. Marlo enables you to support your managers and emerging leaders with twice monthly sessions led by Marlo's expert management development coaches. Partnering with their coaches, Marlo members focus on the skills that matter most to them. Skills like communication, time management, people management, strategic awareness, and more. Support your managers and emerging leaders wherever they are in their journey with Marlo's one-to-one coaching and training. Head to getmarlo.com for more information
2: everyone. As we get started here, I'll go ahead and start the introductions. My name's Haley and I work on the Marlowe team. And today we're sitting down with some of the Marlowe coaches and get their take on a really popular topic that we've seen a lot lately, which is time management. Our coaching members talk about this regularly. So it's time for them to take off that coaching hat for just a little bit and sit down and talk with us about their take and how they feel about it. First up, we have Dawn. Dawn, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Haley. Hi, everybody.
0: I'm Don D'Francesco. I am in San Diego, California, and let's see. I have over 20 years' experience in learning and development across a lot of different industries, and a PhD in performance improvement. But I've been coaching for the last about five years, and I'm a PCC coach with ICF. And so I do a lot of obviously leadership coaching. Also, very interested in health and wellness coaching and tying those together and sort of a holistic approach how we address ourselves and our teams and all the work that we do.
2: Perfect. And next up we have Brent. Brent actually recently joined the Marlowe team. Brent, would you like to say some things about yourself?
3: Yeah. So I'm Brent. I am just outside Columbus, Ohio, and I joined Marlowe at the beginning of this year. I've been coaching full-time for about three years. Before that, I had a coaching certificate that I did uh, while I practiced as an actuary working for a a large insurer here in the Columbus area. So really enjoyed getting to see the practical application of coaching while I was working a corporate job. But I also really enjoy getting to help leaders kind of bridge that gap from, you know, all the technical and analytical skills that are so often tested and sought after for designations, but don't always uh, apply super well to the leadership side of things. So thanks,
2: Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. And then last we have Duncan. Duncan, would you like to say a couple of things about how you got to Marlowe?
4: Hey everyone, welcome. My name's Duncan and I specialize in management and leadership. And I live in the Bay Area and I've been coaching for about 10 years and I'm a PCC level coach with the ICF as well. And mainly uh, I work uh, across a variety of industries. And a lot of times, I work with high performers, managers, and emerging leaders.
2: Awesome. Well, as we all kind of get into the chat here, we're going to go ahead and, and start with questions we have. Feel free to submit your own questions, and we can take some time there at the end to do a quick Q and A with some of the live questions you guys submit. But first of all, I just wanted to propose to the panel here: what are the, some of the biggest challenges people have when it comes to time management? I Get this a lot
0: with people. I think one of the feelings that comes up a lot is the sense of overwhelm when it comes around time management and really stems from not knowing how to prioritize, right? And so we have so many hours in the day, all of these things that we need to get done. Everything kind of has a sense of urgency on certain days or for certain weeks. And so how do we really start to prioritize into a way that's going to help us manage our time? So priority is definitely a big one. I think also, you know, in this remote work environment that we're all accustomed to now, it's very hard to set boundaries between work and outside of work. And so the work is just always there, right? And so how do we separate from that so that we don't have that sense of overwhelm so that I can get things done as if I were going into an office. Something else that I've also noticed a lot as people reading up on time management and reading up on tips and tricks and thinking that what works for somebody should work for them but it just might not. And so you know, if I can set reminders all day long, but if I'm the type of person who just ignores reminders, that's not really gonna help me. So I think it's a little bit of trial and error and trying different things and seeing what will work for you. Is it a reminder? Is it a calendar block? Is it shutting off your notifications for a certain period of time? And really just kind of focusing on on what's gonna fit with your routine
2: and make you more successful. Yeah, definitely. Well, good answer. I know you mentioned a a couple of things here, but for the other panelists here, how do you recommend prioritizing time?
4: I think one of the things that I like to use, especially when it comes to prioritizing my time, (laughs) is my calendar. And I rely heavily on my calendar, especially when it comes to blocking out focused time, like an hour or two hours, let's say, for example, and then also running like what we call Pomodoros which is like these quick 25-minute sprints that you can do of just focused time, take out all the distractions, turn off your phone and just focus on work, and then take a five-minute break, refresh, and then go back to another 25-minute sprint. These have been, been shown to be really productive and effective in prioritizing time. Let's see. And then I think another, another thing for prioritizing is to create an agenda for any time you have a meeting or a one-on-one is have an agenda and have some items that you can touch on or some questions to ask. And then, yeah, you can use that for team meetings, one-on-ones, et cetera.
2: Yeah, I know, uh, Duncan, you and I personally have talked about how I approach time management. So I always appreciate hearing it from you because that was huge with me. It was my distractions, how I work and, and everything. Another thing we always talk about at Marlowe is big rocks, little rocks. You know, what are your big priorities of the week? The Eisenhower principle is definitely a good way to go about that as well. For those of you joining us today, I will actually send you these, these articles. We have them on our website and they're they're very, very helpful when it comes to approaching time management yourself you're of course able to talk that through with your coach but just that little extra outside time to really devote to yourself and and how productive you can be but back to the panelists here how do you incorporate your personal style in time management and how you deal with that
3: yeah so i personally i love the pomodors too i think it's a great technique and one thing that i would add uh, that i use from time to time that duncan didn't get into but i'm sure he uses is if I have a big task or or a lot of stuff to tackle in one day, I'll actually set myself a goal number of Pomodoro like times to get done. So if I got a lot to get done, like maybe I shoot to get you know six to eight done in a day, which is which is a lot because you know focusing on a task for 25 minutes at a time it seems like 25 minutes, but it's a long time to kind of you know in the world we live in today to. To block everything else out for 25 minutes at a time can be difficult. So, but you know, maybe some days, you know, you've got a lot of meetings and you just want to set up a goal for one to two. So if you're one of those really goal oriented people setting those goals for yourself can kind of give you something to achieve. But on the other side of the Pomodoro, and I think why it works from is those goals, or I'm sorry, the breaks that you get so. After each 25 you're supposed to take a five minute break and then I think if you do three in a row you're supposed to take a longer 15, 20, 30 minute break so I'm all about like rewarding myself when I go do what I know I'm supposed to do that's how you know I motivate myself and so those those little you know maybe it's getting away from my desk for a few minutes to go get some candy or. Walk, take the dog out, those types of things. But the other thing that that I always try to do is is understand and encourage people to figure out what recharges them. So I love listening to music. So anytime I'm not on a call or in a meeting, I have music going on. Now that my wife works from home too, she doesn't always love that, but you know that's what doors are for. So, but finding out what you know what charges you and and how you can really own your schedule, I think is
4: really important. Yeah, I'd also like to add something there too to expand on what Brent's talking about. I think in you know, the big picture, it's all about forming the the kind of productivity habits that are going to best solve your your time management issues. And sometimes I think, especially with work from home, we get into these habits of just working. And, you know, there is no beginning, there's no end, we get up in the morning, we start working, we maybe take a lunch break, or maybe not. And then after dinner in the evenings, we find ourselves working again, because there is no leaving the office. So I think it's really, and why we're talking about time management today, is to formulate those kind of habits that are gonna help you not only be productive with your time management, but also have that time for yourself and the time to recharge too.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, we're, all three of us are saying it, but taking that time, taking the breaks. Like I live by my calendar and I even have to put my break time on my calendar. <laughs> so that I make sure that I take it and my time doesn't get overrun because it's so easy to just keep working. But at some point, like I know myself well enough that I have to take breaks, you know, whether my eyes are getting tired, you know, I've got headphones on all day, my ears start to hurt. I have two little fur children running around telling me it's time, let's go, you know, gotta, gotta take a walk. And so I I think just for your mental health and your physical health and your emotional health, you have to figure out how to make those separations and how to re-energize in that way.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I I was going to leave the Q&A for the end, but we have a good question here. It's, you know, we talked about, you know, what if you're too motivated? What if you're, you know, taking all this time to work? What about the opposite? What if you're having issues with procrastination and getting started? How do you guys stay motivated in that instance?
4: I I think for me with procrastination being motivated, I think from a coach approach as well, which is a lot of our focus here at Marlowe is that coach approach. I think finding out and digging deeper into what motivates you in the first place. And then what are the blocks that you have around getting your work done? So this is an example, you know, how coaching can really help hone in and uncover those blind spots in how to be more productive and experience less procrastination.
2: We could all use that. (laughs) Less procrastination
0: is always good. Yeah, I always, you know, ask people in those moments, you know, what are you actually doing in the moments that you're procrastinating and how is it serving you? Right. And if you didn't procrastinate and you got that stuff done, even though you didn't want to do it, what else would open up for you? If you get that done now, what can you go do? You know, so again, finding that motivation. So the motivation, even if it's not the actual work, well, if you get the work done, then what is motivating you that you can now go do? And so sometimes it's just shifting the mindset a little bit there.
2: All right. Well, let's say I have a handle on my own personal time, but when it comes to managing people, managing different projects and others, it it tends to get a little bit messy and you're dealing with multiple schedules. Do you guys have any advice for that? How do you recommend people manage those priorities?
0: Yeah, to me, this is kind of what I call project management 101, right? It's really thinking about establishing your expectations the roles and responsibilities for everyone who's working on that project or that team, what are the milestones, what are the deadlines and really coming together as a team to agree on not only what those are and what the priorities are, but what's the impact of not achieving them. Now, we don't always think about how maybe i procrastinated today and didn't get that thing done, but who else is that affecting? How? What? What is the impact that I'm having? And so I, I think it's a lot of that comes back to creating a collaboration and open communication environment where you can have these conversations. If you are getting behind, re- how do you reach out for support? If there's something you need to know, who do you go to? And so just really checking in throughout the whole time, even if you don't have, we'll say, management influence over the people or the entire project, you can still have those open lines of communication to be able to understand what's going on with everyone else, what are all the deadlines and what's happening. So that's for me, how I would approach it.
3: I would add, you know, just owning your schedule is really important. I've worked with some people in the past on this topic and, you know, has worked really well for them is to, you know, figure out, you know, when, you know, if they didn't have to worry about all the other people and all the other meetings, when would they schedule, you know, Interactions with team members? What time of day would they have their meetings if they could only have meetings during a certain block? You know, when would be their thinking time? Have a discussion with your manager. You know, go back to what Don was saying about those open lines of communication. I think too often, you know, in professional environments, people make decisions that, you know, they're trying to better themselves and they don't communicate them. When if they would just tell other people why they're doing what they're doing, then they don't have to guess what you're doing, what you're doing, you know, especially when we're all in different locations nowadays, you know, if you don't want meetings in the morning, you know, tell your boss, see what they say, you know, maybe they say no, but, you know, start that dialogue so that you can own your schedule and find something that, that works for you and the team as well. But anytime you can open up those lines of communication and help other people kind of understand the way you work, that helps them work better with you win-win.
2: Brent, I'm glad you brought up communication because that's another topic that's discussed a lot with the coaching members. Luckily next month, our next panel is going to be on communication. So if that kind of scared you a little bit, as far as an answer is concerned, we can go over tips and tricks for for communicating that as well. So it all ties together, but a uh, good progression there. So people have been submitting questions to me all week. I really appreciate you out there if you have. Some of these faces and names look really familiar. So I'm happy to see you here. I don't know your name. Feel free to reach out at any time. We'll get some contact information afterwards and you're able to see coaches that might not be your own. So that's really cool too. So some of the questions that we got over the week here, what are questions that I can ask myself to help me prioritize my time? Does anyone want to take that one?
0: (laughs) What's important to me? What's my priority?
2: Okay. What
0: are the things that we just talked about? kind of goes back to everything we just talked about. What am I motivated to do? What do I kind of
2: have to do? All right. Now, I know we don't like focusing on the negatives, but this, I feel like, is a good question for the panel here. Any common mistakes you see people make? Without getting too specific, is there anything that's that generally happens that you see that goes a little wrong when it comes to time management?
4: I think, like, not scheduling the time they need for focused work. And just, also, it's about setting that intention. You know, this is like, I'm going to actually divide my calendar or my time up into focused time for work. I'm going to schedule intentionally scheduled times for breaks and just kind of create that the good habit schedule if you will and also setting reminders for yourself too and notifications
0: yeah Yeah. silencing the notifications is a big one even personally for me right because I'll be out on a run and I have my phone to listen to my music, but I didn't turn it on silent, and so the notifications are coming in, and then you know the brain starts to go, oh, is this important. Do I need to stop what I'm doing? <laughs> you know? So I think it's getting into a habit of being able to be okay with not having that um, that urgency and being able to shut those off for a little while.
2: Yeah definitely I think we can all relate to that so those are a lot of the the common distractions some of the the questions were you know how can I limit these distractions that happen on a daily basis i think phone notifications is a huge one we all have to deal with it silencing your phone is definitely my my go-to method I know if it's if it's super important there's ways to contact me you know I don't need to see everything every email that pops up you know throughout the day so that's good so this one's a little a little out there but just in case we're missing anything what are the best resources you guys recommend to help manage your time for me it's very simple it's my calendar i'm one of those
0: calendar people you know it's my my free google calendar everything goes on it It's something i can send to people if they want to find time to get with me it's something i can look ahead and say okay what do i have tomorrow what do i have next week where can i fit in the time that i need for myself so for me that's probably the the easiest and biggest one
3: okay finding a way to take notes that, that works for you. You know, I'm I'm not a big note taker admittedly, but when I found a way that worked for me, which was basically writing on my iPad, it helped me to reduce recall time. I didn't have to go back to my desk and think about everything that we just talked about in the meeting. I could kind of review my notes. And so. Having that was, was a big help, but also scheduling some time for reflection at the end of your day or the end of your week, if you don't want to do it daily, can be really helpful And again, you can do that, you know, with any journal, physical or digital, but just, you know, thinking through, all right, what, what went well today from a time management, you know, what did I let get in the way and, and the other thing, and this kind of goes back to. Uh, one of your previous questions, Haley, but setting your, your, that that also helps you to set yourself up for success in the coming days, right? So you learn from what you did well and didn't do well. and So you can kind of steer into and away from the different things that, that help and hurt you the next day. So it's just, you know, finding those little ways to get better each day, even if it's just a small incremental amount that's, you know, better than nothing.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. I think for me, I like to use tools or apps or any kind of programs that really can help me with my time management. Like for instance, using my phone as Brent, I think you might've mentioned using your phone as a timer for when you're doing your Pomodoros or when you're taking your breaks. Also apps like toggle, which will really help you keep track of time. And then I think project management software, there's one called Trello. That's also free that I've used in the past for tracking projects and When I'm actually completed a project I can sign off on it, and so I really like to use the Apps and the tools as well to help me.
2: Nice. Well, thanks for sharing guys. And We'll go ahead and wrap up today. Hopefully everyone learned a little bit more on time management, but of course, feel free to talk to your coach or, or feel free to sign up for a coach. If you're not working with us yet, we'd be happy to help you out and kind of work through your specific situations. That's always the benefit of coaching. You know, we can talk about it all day, but we don't know exactly what you're going through. So, so really partnering one-on-one and, and getting to the root cause of, of why you're not managing your time or why, you know, you feel always busy, always rushed and, and not able to complete your work. So we'd be happy to help you out. But we will give you back the time today. And thanks again, panelists, for joining us.
1: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Head over to levelingup.co to join our newsletter and to find past episodes.